हेलो गाइस हेलो फ्रेंड्स माय नेम इज एंडी दिस इज माय फेवरेट वन ऑफ माय फेवरेट नॉवेल्स वन ऑफ माय फेवरेट स्टोरीज इट्स अ मोटिवेशनल स्टोरी वन ऑफ द मोस्ट इंस्पायरिंग स्टोरीज द वर्ल्ड हैज टू ऑफर इट इज कॉल्ड जॉनथन लिविंगस्टन सीगल बाय रिचर्ड बैक आई रेड दिस स्टोरी दिस बुक वेन आई वॉज फिफ्टीन ईयर्स ओल्ड um it's a very old book but i read it when i was 15 and i've been, i've been inspired by the story so i am going to do an audio retelling of the story for people who don't know about the story for people who are new to the story for people who would want to read it after i uh, do the audio uh, audio please go ahead read it it's amazing the way it is written I started now. Voice Andy Shaw. It was morning and the new sun sparkled gold across the ripples of a gentle sea. A mile from shore a fishing boat charmed the water and the word for breakfast flock flashed through the air till a crowd of a thousand seagulls came to dodge and fight for bits of food it was another busy day beginning but way off alone out by himself beyond boat and shore jonathan livingston seagull was practicing 100 feet in the sky he lowered his webbed feet lifted his beak and strained to hold a painful hard twisting curve through his wings the curve meant that he would fly slowly and now he show he slowed until the wind was a whisper in his face until the ocean stood still beneath him he narrowed his eyes in fierce concentration held his breath forced one single more of inch of curve then his feathers ruffled he stalled and fell seagulls as you know never falter never stall to stall in the air is for them disgrace and it is dishonor but jonathan livingston seagull unashamed stretching his wings again in that trembling hard curve slowing slowing and stalling once more was no ordinary bird most girls don't bother to learn more than the simplest facts of flight how to get from shore to food and back again for most girls it is not flying that matters but eating for this girl though it was not eating that man mattered but flight more than anything else jonathan livingston seagull loved to fly this kind of thinking he found is not the way to make once self popular with other birds even his parents were dismayed as jonathan spent 
whole days alone making hundreds of low level glides experimenting he didn't know why for instance but when he flew at altitudes less than half his wingspan about the above the water he could stay in the air longer with less effort his glides ended not with the usual feet down splash into the sea but with a long flat wake as he touched the surface with his feet tightly streamlined against his body when he began sliding in to feet up landings off on the beach then pacing the length of his slide in the sand his parents were very much dismayed indeed why john why his mother asked why is it so hard to be the to be like the rest of the flock john why can't you live leave low flying to the pelicans the albatross why don't you eat sun you are bone and feathers i don't mind being bones and feathers mom i just want to know what i can do in the air and what i can't that's all i just want to know see here jonathan said his father not unkindly winter isn't far away boats will be few and the surface fish will be swimming deep if you must study then study food and how to get it this flying business is all very well but you can't eat a glide you know don't you forget that the reason you fly is to eat jonathan nodded obediently for the next few days he tried to behave like the other girls he really tried screeching and fighting with the flock around the piers and fishing boats dry diving on scraps of fish and bread but he couldn't make it work it is all so pointless he thought deliberately dropping a hard won ankovy to a hungry old gull chasing him i could be spending all this time learning to fly there is so much to learn it wasn't long before jonathan gull was off by himself again far out at sea hungry happy learning the subject was speed and in a week's practice he learned more about speed and the fastest than the fastest gull alive from a thousand feet flapping his wings as hard as he could he pushed over into a blazing steep dive towards the waves and learned why seagulls don't make blazing steep power dives in just 6 seconds he was moving 70 miles per hour the speed at which one's wings goes unstable on the upstroke time after time it happened careful as he was 
working at the very peak of his ability, he lost control at high speed. Climbed to a thousand feet, full power straight ahead first, then push over, flapping to a vertical dive. Then every time his left wing stalled on an upstroke, he'd roll violently left, stall his right wing recovering and flick like fire into a wild tumbling spin to the right. He couldn't be careful enough on that upstroke. Ten times he tried, and all ten times, as he passed through 70 miles per hour, he burst into a churning mass of feathers, out of control, crashing down into the water. The key, he thought at last, dripping wet must be to hold the wings still at high speeds to flap up to 50 and then hold the wings still. From 2000 feet he tried again, rolling into his dive, beak straight down, wings full out and stable from the moment he passed 50 miles per hour. It took tremendous strength but it worked. In 10 seconds, he had blurred through 90 miles per hour. Jonathan had set a world speed record for seagulls, but victory was short-lived. That the instance, the instant he began his pullout, the instant he changed the angle of his wings, he snapped into the same terrible, uncontrolled disaster, and at 90 miles per hour, it hit him like a dynamite. Jonathan Siegel exploded in mid-air and smashed down into a brick-hard sea. When he came to, <clears throat> it was well after dark and he floated in midnight on the surface of the ocean. His wings were ragged bars of lead, but the weight of failure was even heavier on his back. He wished feebly that the weight could be just enough to drag him gently down the bottom and end it all. As he sank low in the water, a strange hollow voice sounded within him. There is no way around it. I am a seagull. I am limited by my nature. If I were meant to learn so much about flying, I'd have charts for brains. If I were meant to fly at speed, I'd have a falcon's short wings and live on mice instead of fish. My father was right. I must forget about this foolishness. I must fly home to the flock and be content as I am as a poor limited seagull. The voice faded and Jonathan agreed. The place for a seagull at night is on shore and from this moment forth he vowed he would be a normal gull. It would make everyone happier. He pushed wearily, wearily 
away from the dark water and flew towards the land, grateful for what he had learned about work saving low altitude flying. But no, he thought, I am done with the way I was. I am done with everything I learned. I am a seagull like every other seagull and I will fly like one. So he climbed painfully to a hundred feet and flapped his wings harder, pressing for shore. He felt better for his decision to be just another one of the flock. There would be no ties now to the force that he that had driven him to learn there would be no challenge and no more failure and it was pretty just to top, stop thinking and fly through the dark towards the light about above the beach dark the hollow voice cracked in alarm seagulls never fly in the dark jonathan was not alert to listen it's pre- pretty he thought the moon and the lights twinkling on the water throwing out little beacon beacon tra- trails through the night and also peaceful and still get down seagulls never fly in the dark if you were meant to fly in the dark you would have the eyes of an owl you have You'd have charts for brains. You'd have a fall, falcon's, falcon's short wings. There in the night, a hundred feet in the air, Jonathan Livingston Seagull blinked. His pain, his resolutions vanished. Short wings. A falcon's short wings. That's the answer. What a fool I have been. All I need is a tiny little wing. All I need is to fold most of my wings and fly on the just the tips alone. Short wings. He climbed 2000 feet above the Black Sea and without a moment of thought of failure and death, he brought his four wings tightly into his body left only the narrow swept daggers of his wing tips extended into the wind and fell into a vertical dive. The wind was a monster roar on his at his head, seventy miles per hour, ninety hundred and twenty and faster still the wing strain now at 140 miles per hour wasn't nearly as hard as it had been at 70 and with the faintest twist of his wing tips he eased out of the dive and shot above the waves a gray cannonball under the moon he closed his eyes to slit against the wind and rejoiced. 140 miles per hour and under control, 
If I dive from 5000 miles instead of 2000 miles, I wonder how fast his vows his of a moment before were forgotten, swept away in the great swift wind, yet he felt guiltless, breaking the promises he made himself. Such promises are only for the girls that accept the ordinary. One who has touched excellence in his learning has no need of that kind of promises. He was alive, trembling ever slow, so slightly, slightly with delight, proud that his fear was under control. Then, without ceremony, he hugged in his four wings, extended his short, angled wing tips, and plunged directly towards the sea. By the time he passed four thousand miles, he had reached terminal velocity. The wind was a solid beating wall of sounds against which he could move no faster. He was flying now straight down at 214 miles per hour. He swallowed, knowing that if his wings unfolded at that speed, he'd be blown into a million tiny shreds of seagull. But the speed was power, and the speed was joy, and the speed was pure beauty. He began his pull-out at a thousand feet, wing tips thudding and blurring in that gigantic wind, the boat and the crowd of girls tilting and growing meteor fast directly in his path. He couldn't stop. He didn't know yet even how to turn at that speed. Collision would be instant death. And so he shut his eyes. It happened that morning, then just after sunrise, that Jonathan Livingston Seagull fired directly through the center of breakfast flock, ticking off 212 miles per hour, eyes closed. In a great roaring shriek of wind and feathers, the gull of fortune smiled upon this him this once, and no one was killed. By the time he had pulled his beak straight up into the sky, he was still scorching along at 160 miles per hour. When he had slowed to 20 and stretched his wings again at last, the boat was a crumb on the sea 4,000 feet below. His thought was triumph terminal velocity. A seagull at 214 miles per hour, it was a breakthrough. The greatest single moment in the history of the flock and in that moment a new age opened for Jonathan Gull. Flying out to his lonely practice area, folding his wings 
for a dive from 8,000 feet. He set himself at once to discover how to turn. A single wingtip feather he found moved at a fraction of an inch gives a smooth sweeping curve at tremendous speed. Before he learned this, however, he found that moving more than one feather at that speed will spin you like a rifle ball. And Jonathan had flown from the first aerobatics of any seagull on earth. He spared no time that day for talk with the other girls, but flew on past sunset. He discovered the loop, the slow roll, the point roll, the inverted spin and the gull blunt, bunt, the pinwheel. When Jonathan Siegel joined the flock on the beach, it was full night. He was dizzy and terribly tired, yet in delight he flew a loop to landing with a snap roll just before touchdown. When they heard of it, it he thought of the breakthrough they'll be wild with joy. How much more there is to now living? Instead of our drab slogging forth and back to the fishing boats, there is a reason to life. We can lift ourselves out of ignorance. We can find ourselves as creatures of excellence and intelligence and skill. We can be free. We can learn to fly. That is the end of the first episode on Jonathan Livingston's Seagull. This is about life. Life is not about uh, doing a 9 to 5 job or just living for the purpose. Life is about enjoying every moment. Life is about, about experimenting, about playing, about doing different things. Life is about experiencing all the highs and all the lows. Making choices that matter, not the choices that people want to give you until i see you in the second episode that this is me andy shaw signing off